Thank you so much for joining us today on another episode of Defining the Dash. It sure just wouldn't be the same without you, so thank you for stopping by. And uh, we have a very special episode today. We've got one of my great friends, Brother Brother Mitch Boswick here with us, and we're going to talk to him, get his uh, background, get his testimony. And uh, But first, before we do that, I wanted to jump in here and just give a couple shout-outs. We had a... Um, review on apple podcast and uh, from uh listener named 91 underscore jughead and so thank you very much for a great review there and also brother josh hale who talked to us and thanked us and, and to- talked to us about the podcast so thank you all for listening and we really do appreciate you brother mitch it's great to have you in the studio tonight it's great to be here brother and uh, Brother Mitch here, he has uh, been a great friend of ours for quite a while now. And uh, he he and his wife, Sister Stephanie, they are our youth, uh, youth choir leaders here at the church. And they've got a lot of experience when working with the youth and, and different things. But we wanted him to, to share his testimony tonight. Brother, Brother Mark Mullins, he couldn't be with us tonight. And uh, he's going to be out a few episodes, but uh, we look forward to him being back soon hopefully that way i won't be rambling all the time but uh brother mitch why don't you uh go ahead and and get us started into your testimony a little bit and and maybe some of your background growing up well first of all it's great to be here and uh to be a part of uh, this podcast and i'm thankful for for it and for what the lord's doing and how he's using it and uh I just trust that the Lord will bless it and continue to bless it. But uh, I uh, grew up in Dayton, Ohio, and um, started going to church when I was about eight. Uh, my mom got saved when I was about eight years old, and um, so I didn't really grow up in it per se, but uh, started when I was young, and um, the Lord showed me a lot of mercy. A lot of grace over the years and uh but got really really saved uh when i was about 15 14 or 15 somewhere in there and then um got the holy ghost uh, when i was 16 i called to preach when i was 16 um at uh at a youth camp in kentucky um, and, uh, the Lord just began to really work with my life, uh, work in my life, um, at that age. So, you know, I went to a uh, free gospel Bible Institute in, uh, 2007 and spent two years there. And that's where I met my beautiful country wife. Uh, <laughs> uh we hope she's listening. <laughs> yeah. So... Lord, the Lord's been good to me over the years, and uh, just I'm I, I'm just a, a walking testimony of God's grace. Um, yes, sir. So we, um, you know, on this podcast, we often talk about how we are trying to to reach out to the youth of today, and and how God has a plan for each one, and and you know that's why I've tried to tell some that's got saved recently is. You know, I know you don't see it right now, but God has a plan for your life. And you talking about as a young man being called to preach at even, you know, 16 years old, that's still a very young man. And, and, and Brother Travis Matney here a few weeks ago, he was talking, uh, you know, of uh, 
being called to preach, I believe was 15 years old. What kind of troubles and, and or what kind of trials as a young man, uh, you know, newly filled with the Holy Ghost, newly called to preach, when you went back around those same friends that you had before and, and things, what kind of trials did that place in, in your path and, and how did you over, be able to overcome those? Well, that's a great question. I, uh, I really didn't surrender 100% to the call, um, until I was about 20 years old, honestly. Right. And a lot of it had to do with peer pressure. And, um, so it did affect it greatly, but I have to say at a young, at a young age, and I consider 19 or 20 years old to be young, especially nowadays, but it was then that when you, when you finally make up your mind to surrender to God, and that's exactly what happened in my life was I, I got to a point where I, I was ready to fully surrender to God. And, and when I did, it was like some of those, some of that peer pressure and some of those, uh, distractions, you know, they, they kind of, um, dimmed in the background and uh, the Lord really began to, that's when I really believe God really started working on my life. Um, one thing that, one thing I learned as a teenager, uh, with all the distractions and, and, uh, the friends, the, you know, that were worldly and things like that were, was that, you know, never quit coming to the altar. And that's, that's one thing that I, that's one thing that I try to, uh, when you're talking to young people that, that are struggling, I try to tell them never quit coming to the altar because that was my testimony is I, I would go to the altar over and over and over again. And honestly, I, I felt like, and maybe it was just me, but I felt like there was times that people, you know, said, there he goes again. Yeah. But there was, there was mean. one time that it really just, it stuck. And, um, and so keep coming to the altar and that's, and that's where God really began to change my life and really begin to deal with me about different things. And, um, and and really it took off and and I'm not going to say that I didn't have any trouble or trial after that, but, but that's that, that turning point in my life around 19 or 20 years old that God just really began to deal with me about specific things and, and helping me and, and some of that stuff just kind of dimmed into the background, really. Uh, you brought out a good point in that, that a lot of times that is something that the devil will use as a stumbling block is is he'll try to paint that picture in your mind that people are getting tired of praying with you. Here you go again. Exactly. They know you're not going to make it. You're just a, a, a revival prayer. You know, every revival, here you come, here you come. But you can get past that. You can That's see exactly through right. that. And uh, God can pull you through it. And like I said, he's got a plan for you. And if God has a plan for somebody, if they make the effort, he's going to get them through it. That's exactly right. And um, so uh, that that was a great point to, to bring out in that. And that seems to be a, a common point that we've all really um, have shared in is his having that feeling whenever we go to pray about something and, and worrying about what people are thinking. And, and uh, I told on one of the podcasts before the night that I – uh, got the Holy Ghost right over, uh, over here on the the, the left hand side of the church. We uh, 
the, the first people to come pray for me was somebody that had hurt me. Wow. And so I'm like, I'm down praying and I'm saying, Lord, really? <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, you know, but you know, once we was able, once I was able to show that, you know, Lord, you're important enough to me that, I'm willing to pray through this. That's right. Even if they're the one in my ear, even if, the, you know, I I need this. I'm That's determined, right. you know. Uh, I was able to get the Holy Ghost that night with them sitting right beside me. That's and right. if we can just push through that, uh, that trial that we're going through, then, then God's got something great in store for us. And um, what about uh, another question that I had? Um, what about, like with with the Bible school, you brought up uh, going to Figby for a couple of years or Free Gospel Bible Institute, and uh, it's a it's a great school. It really is. Uh, as we said last week, my daughter's getting ready to go there, and so I have to put a plug in for Figby <laughs> if anybody's listening. But um, you know, how as a young person, how do you, what did you learn there, or what structure? In your life, did it create to where you feel like it benefited you as a young Christian man to to now that now that you're married and a, a father and and um, how did it prepare you? You feel like more for the ministry and and the roles that you play now. Well, I feel like it helped me in several aspects. As a young man, it, it taught me how to pray. Um, <clears throat> and when I say that, I'm not, you know, I, I prayed. Sure. Even before that, but it, it really, uh, like I told Sister Katie, uh, it, it was a time for me more than anything else to kind of silence everything else in my life and really try to to get in tune with the voice of God to hear hear God's voice and um, and so uh, you know there was some there was some things that was tough you know as a as a grown man you know. Uh, being told when to go to bed, you know, (laughs) but, but it was in those times that I would, I would go find a place to pray. And, uh, I heard if, if, if I didn't do anything else, I heard the voice of God and, um, learn to, uh, learn to live by faith, uh, a lot more so than I would have, uh, anywhere else. Um, you know, spent that time, I would work of the summers, uh, in, in one instance we were, um, and it's very small compared to probably a lot of people's stories, but we were out on a weekend ministry in North Carolina and, uh, they had a bookstore in the church and there was this Bible that I had been looking for a man, a friend of mine and, or I had, I had seen and heard about and read some reviews on and, and there, there it was in this bookstore. Uh, but I, and I can't remember the price tag on it, but it was high and I didn't have, but just, I, I want to say I had maybe $50 to my name. And uh, so I didn't even have money for the Bible. And uh, we'd went to church that night, and uh, they were raising money um, to to upgrade some sort of system in the church that would help them uh, with some language barriers that they had. And uh, so anyhow, I felt the Lord impressing me to put my last $50 in the offering plate. And I fought with God and fought with God and fought with God over it. So finally, I just kind of begrudgingly put it in the offering plate. (laughs) 
And that night after church, the pastor came to us and he said, I saw you boys eyeballing these Bibles. And so he handed them to us and wrote us a scripture and, a, you know, just some advice and different things in them. Wow. And then the church had taken up an offering that we didn't know about. And I think they gave each one of us a hundred dollars, you wow. know? And so it's just little things like that, that, that I learned to tr- really trust God and to put my faith in, in him, um, you know, outside of the normal, you know, learning the word and, and studying and, and having the opportunity to go out you know, on ministry and seeing other churches and things like that. But more than anything, it was a, it was an opportunity to just cut everything out and, and really hear from God. And it was life-changing for me. That's amazing, really. I, to be able to have that opportunity in life to, to do those things is, is such a blessing. And I know they have, were you ever part of their, sent team where you was able to go to the no i never did get to um i got to go with the play casts uh for christmas i enjoyed that Uh, and then you know for a little bit got to go out uh, on weekend ministry and then uh they found out that i was um moral support on the choir for the choir you know (laughs) so they would when when they when somebody was off key and they was hunting for them and practice I just I would lip sync a lot, but I was I was there to worship and yes, ba- and be a be a moral support because I can't sing. If anybody knows me, you they know great, I can't brother. sing. Well, uh, that, that's what I would have to be too. I was I would I would be a backup. If I sing, you're going to be backing up. But uh, I, you know, I've I've got to go to to free gospel and visit a few times and. And that the structure of, of the way they do things and the the prayer times that they have and the, the, those those things are, are so special and um, you know they that is something even in in you know our Sunday school classes um, that we're, we're teaching we we're trying to to push the importance of of a prayer life and and uh, you know start young you know the boys and in my Sunday school class, they're between 10 and 13 years old. And, you know, by the time they reach the, the, um, teenage boys class, which, you know, is 13 and above, and they've already made up their mind usually. Um, well, when I turn 18, I'm out of here. You know, they've already, they've already made their, their decision. And so while they're in that age from 10 to 13, it's so important to, to start that prayer life early. And, and if you've not, if you're a young person listening and you want to grow closer to God, that prayer life is going to be so, so vital key. Uh, that you, that you go ahead and, and get that started. Set a time, set apart, starting out five minutes or 10 minutes, just out of your day to, to do that. And, and I know God will bless you. You can't out give God. If you That's give God fact. time, then he's going to really bless you for that. And, uh, I know, uh, as he was telling that story about money and, and we're not telling these stories to be bragging on ourselves in any no, in any way. This not. is a, this is all. This whole podcast is just simply to to brag on God. But uh, we were at a youth camp, and uh, actually, to be honest with you, uh, now that I, I think about it, the youth camp was at the Bible Institute. It was at, actually at Export, and uh, they were they were taking up offerings and and doing doing like pledges and, and that type of thing. And, um, you know, we've always been the type, we were living payday to payday and, and that type of thing. And, and every penny counted. 
and uh, I raised my hand for for fifty dollars. You know, I did. I really didn't have it, but I wanted I wanted to give something to the, yeah. and uh, and so my wife I could I could feel her, her eyeballs burning <laughs> a hole in you know, and uh, she's like, what are you doing? But um, I, I just felt like like you said, uh, I felt like God was dealing with me to to give fifty dollars, you know, so so I did, and um, you know before we left that meeting, there was a lady came over, and she said I felt like God told me to give this to you. And she handed my wife a fifty dollar bill, <laughs> and so I mean I don't know if God was just seeing if I would trust in Him, yeah. But He's proven over and over and over again that if we trust in Him, then then we're in good hands. He's really going to bless, exactly right. and um, we can we can take it to the bank, so to speak. But um, you know, being like we was talking earlier, called to preach at a young age and. And everything that that we've you faced, uh, we were going to talk about uh, in this episode, not just Brother Mitch's testimony per se, but uh, we wanted to talk a little bit about guarding your heart. And you know, Brother Mitch, how important is it? And not only how important is it, but how is it possible uh, in the day and time that we live in? Um, for a teenager or for anybody that's trying to live right to really guard their heart. And really, what does that even mean? Do you think? Well, I think it's very important. And, uh, we're living in a time like we've never seen before. Uh, and so guarding your heart in your mind, uh, man, the devil, he, he fights, he fights us all, but but I really feel like he's fighting our our youth with uh, you know in that aspect of um, you know it's like he singles them out and makes them feel like that they're and, and I guess he's been doing that for years, sure. but but I've never seen a time where it seems like young people feel like they're they're isolated and all alone, you know, and and that's that's the way the devil likes to get us he likes to get us out there and or get our young people out there in uh, you know a mess really and then make them feel like that they're all alone and they're they're you know nobody's for them and um you know uh, and that's that's the way he does but but to guard your heart even even as an adult um i was actually telling my wife the other day I said, and this is this is basic stuff. But um, I told her the other day. I said, you know, if I'm, I like to pray in the mornings, mm-hmm. um, you know, and there's 24 hours in a day. But you know, if I get off of my routine, and that's with anything in my life. But but if I get off my routine, you know, that prayer of the morning, man, my day, my whole day is off. Right, and. Um, uh, and I'm not talking about struggling with major sins, but it just feels like you're in a struggle all day long. Um, and you can pray in the evening too, you know, but I feel like as far as guarding their hearts, man, uh, we're living in an hour where uh, everything that we believe is under attack. Yes, sir. And uh, so, you know, guarding your heart, it's that's it's a huge spectrum, but if we can if we can get them to where they're praying and and reading and 
learning the basics of yes. trusting God yes. and and getting in his presence. Man, that goes that goes a long way, I feel like. It Just does. getting in his presence. Yes, sir. Every single day. Um and and I feel like the Lord, if we'll do that, like you were saying earlier, if we'll give him the time and we'll we'll give him what he asks of us, you know, if we just get in his presence every day, uh, like Brother Randy says, he he won't have nothing on us but his eyes. That's right. Uh, I was reading this today, Proverbs four, uh, verses twenty through twenty six. It says, "My son, attend to my words; incline thy ear unto my sayings. Let them not depart from thine eyes; keep them in the midst of thine heart, for they are life unto those that find them, and health to all their flesh." And then as this this is the scripture I really like. Keep thy heart with all diligence, yes. for out of it are the issues of life. And that diligence is persistent work and effort. So keep thy heart with all persistent work. Keep it with all your effort, for out of it are the issues of life. Put away from thee a froward mouth and perverse lips. Put far from thee. Let thine eyes look right on. Let thy eyelids look straight before thee. Ponder the path of thy feet and let all thy ways be established. Wow. Keep thy heart with all diligence. I was, uh, on, well, actually on the way up here, um, a lot of times I'll read a scripture or something. I'll just screenshot it. Right. So I was going through some pictures and different things from today. And uh, this is this is so common, but it goes right along with what you said there. Um, and, and as a, before I got married, uh, my pastor, Brother Kevin Lloyd, at the time, and I went to him, you know, and I said, "Have you got any advice?" Yeah. <laughs> you know, you know how we do. Oh yeah. And uh, he gave me this scripture, and it's it's we've heard it a million times, but if you really dissect it, and and think about what it's saying, and he he told me, he said, "Brother, if you'll do this one thing, not just in your marriage, if you'll do this one thing," he said, "God, God will, he'll take care of you," and uh, and and it's. Um, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, everybody could quote it. It says, Trust in the Lord with all thine heart, yes, and lean not unto thine own understanding, and all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths. And, you know, that, man, trusting in, in the Lord with all of thine heart. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and one of the hardest things that we have to do sometimes is not lean to our own understandings. Right. You know, and sometimes... Uh, you just got to hold on to him, close your eyes, you know, and, and, and let the Lord amaze us. Yes, sir. We, uh, we like to be in control of things and it's hard, uh, as humans to, to think about handing over total control to someone else. And, but that's what we got to do because we, we were not made to be able to carry some of the things that we try to carry, try to carry. That's right. And, uh, our shoulders simply aren't big enough to do that, but his are. And uh, so trusting in him, that's that's what we've got to do. And uh, that's a that's a great scripture, too, that you brought out there. And um, trusting in the Lord with all thine heart. Well, that great music simply means it's time for Where's That in the Bible. So we're going to discuss today some scriptures on if you're wondering how to pray or uh, any information on that. 
prayer is important. We've discussed in this episode. And so if you're interested in that, some wonderful scripture for you to look up would be Matthew chapter 6, verses 6 through 9, Hebrews 4 and 16. Be sure to look those up. Uh, don't just read them. Talk to the Lord about them and uh, see see what he has to say. And I know he'll bless you and he'll guide you on that. And uh, prayer is so very important that we develop that prayer life. And read those scriptures and I know the Lord will bless you. Uh, it's awesome having Brother Mitch with us here in studio. and We're thankful for his time. He's going to join us again on next week next week's podcast. Uh, we're going to talk uh, some more about his testimony and about distractions that we face in life and uh, the importance of being able to overcome those. And so we thank you again for taking time out of your day to join us. Uh, we were talking earlier that a few uh, in a few of the programs that we our podcast has played on. We've been able to reach almost 2,000 listeners. Hopefully by the time this podcast is aired, that will we'll be above that mark. And we definitely couldn't do that without all you listeners out there. So thank you for bringing us into your homes, into your cars, uh, wherever you may be, allowing us to, to share some laughs and share a little bit of the gospel with you. We hope it's been a blessing. And uh, thank you so much. And join us again next week as we try our best to, to make each moment count. When I-